0: welcome back to another episode of the resellers mindset podcast my name is mike also known as the Used book guy on youtube along with my friend and fellow full-time reseller johnny b we help people start and grow their reselling businesses from the ground up we also have a weekly zoom call and private discord for all youtube members head on over to youtube.com backslash use book guy to join the channel and gain access to the full-length podcast zoom call and private discord today Let's get into this week's episode. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 35, Resellers Mindset Podcast, Hanging Out with Johnny B. Today's topic is one near and dear to my heart because I've been seeing it a lot, right? So we're going to whip everybody in the shape here. So there's going to be some hard truths in this episode, but it seems like lately everybody almost seems to be in like some kind of funk. And It's not so much like complaining about this or complaining about that. It's just everybody's kind of stuck in a rut, right? Maybe you're not getting the results you want whether that's sales, whether that's sourcing, related to anything in reselling, right? Everybody has a lot going on behind the scenes. Most of us just aren't sitting around reselling 14 hours a day besides Johnny B, right? You know, he's the exception to the rule. So we're kind of just going to touch on different topics, different areas when it comes to reselling to just try to kind of tell you guys, like, this is how you you have to do it if you want to get results, right? You can't just wave a wand, snap your fingers and things just happen right sales just happen overnight and i guess i'll kind of i'll go off the i'll go off the deep end here first kind of with my my crappy results when it comes to reselling so ebay ebay sucks for me it's i have an ebay account right have i listed on ebay in a month no i can sit here and tell you i haven't so you think to yourself well you know "Eh, Mike, you haven't got a sale on ebay and actually got a return on eBay the other day. One of the items I did sell actually was returned, right? So that's like, that's a double whammy. I sell one thing a month and when it gets returned, it's like, oh man, forget
1: about I it. I feel right? like returns are like loans. Like here's your 20 bucks and now we're going to take it back. <laughs> it was
0: a $50 item too. So like, I I could have just like, let it beat me up, eat me up. It's whatever, right? I literally, uh, <laughs> Deb Dev was like, hey don't look at your emails. I'm like, Oh God. And it's like, it's an eBay message. I'm like, Oh God, here we go. And it's just like, you got a return for $50. I'm just like, I messaged the person. I said, Hey, keep the item. I sent you a full refund. I cut it loose. I did not let it ruin my day, but that's me. And I can 100% sit here and say, a lot of people are not going to handle that $50 return the way I did. A lot of people are going to get bent out of shape because that's $50 you're taking out of their family's mouth. Uh, give me your opinion on returns.
1: Oh, uh, I got two opinions on returns. I love when I get an international return because I get to keep all the money. eBay pays it out, but I get to keep mine. Uh, I had one recently uh, last month. It was for $200. They never got the book, but that ain't my problem because it crossed international lines. And after that, eBay takes care of me. So on that front, I love it. Because I'm out an item, but I get to keep the money. And the customer's out an item. They've had a bad experience. And I tell them, I'm sorry eBay messed up. I did everything I could, which literally I did. Because once it leaves my hands from the post office, I literally have zero control unless I were to drive it down myself or boat it down myself in this case. Now, when it comes to domestic returns in the good old U.S. of A, and I think Canada, too. I don't know why Canada's part of the U.S., but apparently in eBay land it is. I don't like it so much because you can literally return it for anything, just like on Amazon, um, even for uh, didn't like it or changed my mind or buyer's remorse. Now, those kind of things don't really affect your account. Now, if it arrives damaged or you missed a photo of some flaw, then you can get what's called an INAD, item not as described, which does affect your account metrics. Those in mine very much. I've gotten maybe two in my whole career. One I was able to get rid of, one faded over time because it was very early on, both of those. Because I didn't know what I was doing (laughs) way back when. Um, As far as returns go, it's just I kind of shrug it off these days. Uh, I do offer 60-day returns. Uh, Most people just do 30 if they do returns at all, but I do full 60 because I've never had anybody return an item on day 59. It's always right when they get it if they're going to return it because either it's something wrong with it, it's not in the condition they imagine in their heads, even though full photo spread, right, with my listings. <clears throat> and I think that's, I think that's a customer issue. They don't, some of them look at the filter by condition notes, but I think by and large, if you're the only listing, they don't even bother looking at the condition notes and they just buy it. Even though it's clearly marked as an acceptable condition, they get it like, oh, oh my God, this is all ratty. I'm like, yeah, it's an acceptable condition. <laughs> um nowhere near that did I say like new nowhere close do you think it's like wrong like my mentality
0: when it comes to returns and I guess like people shopping on the internet in general is just like expect it right if you just expect to get the return when it when it happens you really don't care it's when like you think you're going to sell all this stuff and you're not going to get any returns like that's I think that's the type of person that really like kind of like destroys their day, their week. They get like angry at the person that bought it. And sure, there's always scammers. These are the times we're living in, right? Unfortunately, we can't, you know, hop in a time machine, go to a different time, you know, era where maybe people were more honest and trustworthy. When it comes to internet shopping, returns, it is part of the business. I'm sick and tired of hearing people whine about, well, I got this refunded. And when I got it back, it was in perfect condition. So what? You just said it yourself. I mean, I remember, I think it was probably about a year ago when eBay was pushing like, try before you buy it, right? And all the eBay sellers were like getting nuts because returns are like, that's the worst thing that can happen, right? Why is eBay saying try it before you buy it? You know, someone buys ourself, tries it on, and then returns it. Well, that's that's you don't want to play that game then, you know? Make a Shopify, sell on your own website where you don't have to, you don't have to do returns. If you're gonna be playing on these platforms, and especially with Amazon, oh my god, the Amazon return crybaby and is just it's it makes no sense to me, especially especially us that sell used items. Who cares? Right? Just it's gonna probably get returned back to your inventory. If not, liquidate it, forget it. You're into the stuff. I could see, right? I could see if we're if me and you we got it, we got a reselling biz and we're buying things that are brand new that cost five hundred dollars. And yeah. people are buying them and returning them completely used, you know, like maybe we're selling diaper genies and people are sending us diaper genies back full of diapers, dirty diapers, right? It's like, right. I can see that argument, right? There's no value in that item anymore. But if you have a business model that is even like that, you should be taking that kind of like cost, basically loss into consideration of your business model, right? There's always going to be some kind of percentage of returns you're going to have every single year, whether that's two, three, four, five, ten 10%. Uh, if you're selling apparel on Amazon, the apparel returns on Amazon are like 35%. So a lot of those people that used to do, you know, online arbitrage, you know, flipping socks and and shoes, they all ran away from that because the returns are so high. But there's nothing you can do about it. You got to eat it. And if you don't factor in that loss, then guess what? You're, you're going to go out of business.
1: Right. I mean, even think about CDs and DVDs for a second. It's got to play or they're going to return it. Books. Well, unless the last chapter's torn out, it's not going to break. I mean, it may get bent or dinged up, but still able to read it, so it doesn't break really. Um, what I what I dislike more than returns is order cancellations, especially right when i am about to pack it, and the cancel like they change their mind with like within the hour they bought it, and it's like I just I just pulled it, and sometimes I've already packed it. In that case, I'm like, you can return it. When you get it, I've already packed it and put the label on it. It's in my box, ready to go to the post office or it's on the way. I, what I tell them when they, when that happens is I've already mailed it. Even if I haven't, once the shipping label is printed, they're going to have to get a return. That's my policy. Personally.
0: I, I actually had one of those on Amazon like two weeks ago. Uh, Lady bought a book. I packed it and shipped it, you know, basically same day next day I wake up refund request message and said, Hey, already shipped it when you get it back just send it back to me you'll get the return and that's what happened i mean it's just one of those things i wish i had ebay orders to even have canceled right but uh you know that that kind of goes with what you do and we're going to switch out of the refunds and just like kind of kind of the general expectations people have of reselling i think personally I've, i've thought about this i think people's expectations for reselling are way out of line with the effort they put in i think a lot of people Don't put in a lot of effort and expect a lot of results from a little bit of effort. Now, this is possible. I mean, you can you can get away kind of doing things half butt in some facets of reselling, depending on what you're selling. But I do think overall, a lot of people expect full time results and they don't put in full time hours. Like what's your take on you think a lot of people are that way?
1: Yeah, I mean, look at packaging. How many stuff's mailed in cereal boxes? It's ridiculous. Or pizza box, flimsy pizza boxes, right? And that's like the one thing, you don't have to be super expensive with it. You can even find free stuff that's better quality than that. You don't have to go as cheap as possible, even on a freemium model. And your, your, your item's gonna arrive all gnarled up, chewed up by the post office machines or the carrier drops it or used, I don't know, Instead of real tape, you use scotch tape or something. And it just <laughs> there's no way it's gonna get there in one piece. It's like, why would you do this? I get that you had a roll of scotch near you, but use some real tape to ship your packaging or pack do
0: you, do you think it's like I don't know, like so I I've had this probably two or three times so far this year on eBay, and I really haven't sold that much on eBay, but somebody will buy something from me and they will immediately message me like, Hey, can you make sure you pack this? Properly, Like it's almost as if the sellers on eBay are ruining the experience for the buyers on eBay. So the the sellers blame eBay for slow sales. But in actuality, maybe if we take a step back and go even further, maybe it's kind of like the sellers you're saying that are ruining the platform because Mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of mind blowing to me that somebody buys something. And they have to be like, yo, Mike, don't send this in the Count Chocula box, right? I want this in a normal box. Like, that's, what kind of customers? Why does shop- the
1: customer have to tell us this? Because they've had a bad experience before.
0: Exactly. And it's almost crazy to think, like, somebody would even go back and shop on eBay again after they got something in a DiGiorno box, right? It's, but that is the reality of it. So the people that are, like, the, the whining the most about it, it's, it's almost as if, like, the sellers created this problem. You shouldn't be yelling at eBay. You should be yelling at every other single eBay seller that is keeping their, you know, food boxes to ship items in. And we we joke about it, right? We can sit here and say, yeah, but this is happening every single day. There's multiple people doing this for stuff they're selling every single day. I see it in some of the groups I'm in. I've seen somebody bought a Lego set to flip from eBay to Amazon, and all they did was wrap the Lego box in newspaper and slap a shipping label on the newspaper, like, this is going on every single day. So I think, I think we all kind of got to step back. And one thing I think should be implemented. I mean, this is, we're going off the deep end here is almost some kind of like packing standard, right? Like Amazon, they can't enforce what you ship, like your stuff in, but they say, Hey, we want plain boxes, plain, you know, poly mailers, things like that. You know, you can't, they don't want you shipping in any kind of box that's got any kind of you know labeling, promotion on it, anything like that. I do think like maybe eBay would be better off if, and even Amazon, if they had some kind of like standard for what what they expect their sellers to do when a customer orders a product. Because if I ordered so like I ordered, you know, I ordered from my jerky guy last week, right? Yeah, you I know, t- talked about my jerky guy a few episodes back, and if I got my beef jerky in like you know like a a, a pizza box, like. I would be so pissed off. Like It's just sick. It's just disgusting to me.
1: No, no doubt. No. Now, I don't know if you caught on since you don't do eBay uh, as intensely as I do, but they've changed the rules on feedback. You used to call in and go agent shopping to get the feedback removed. You can't do that no more. You get like two tries and you're done. So I'm going to have to go with external things if I ever have a negative feedback. Like literally I pay a guy to call in for me. And um, they'll take care of it, or they'll attempt to, or get my money back. Because I I, I should be more versed in the whole terms of service of eBay and know the right keywords to plug in to make the agent do the thing, but I don't. Um, so the good old days of agent shopping are gone. And that leads us back to what you we're talking about here. I think the standard's going to improve because of that, because you're going to have people, well... They're making less money because they have so many negative feedbacks. They they literally lost money. eBay said, no, you can't do that. We're taking 15% of every sale now from you, and that affects your wallet. The people are either going to leave or they're going to shape up. Um, And I think we're going to be left with low-quality standard people leaving the platform because they can't handle that or hack that. I mean, a few of them might change their ways, sure. But then we're going to be left with everybody else, like you and me, who will do a good enough job where it's not in a freaking pizza box or cereal box and it's it. i mean they bought an item i mailed it properly they received the item in a proper fashion i mean it's
0: a bold statement for me to sit here and say ebay is not the problem it's the sellers on the platform that's the problem and listen it is what it is right you can take it how you want to take it but for every one good seller there's probably two two sellers that you know or it just they're just not doing what they should do they're not shipping items when they should ship they're not packing items the right way on
1: time exactly and
0: and what happens is the that person like you said right that customer's never going to come back sure the guy that bought for me you know he had that experience or you know he's a collector and If he didn't have that experience, clearly he's heard of somebody having that experience because you wouldn't send the message if you didn't never had that kind of experience or knew somebody, right? It's uh but I do think like for me, I don't do nothing on eBay. So I really can't expect to get a single sale. Like until I'm listing on eBay, my expectation should be zero. And even if even if I list 30 items, you know, today and nothing else, like your your expectations should be next to nothing because you're not being consistent with the platform. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong. I'm 100%. I love all the part-timers we have in the Discord that sell media and crush it. But I do think they all understand what they are, right? They understand they're doing this part-time. They understand they have 10 hours a week, and they build their business around those 10 hours, and they have the part-time expectation, right? They're not coming to me saying, hey, why aren't all my items selling? Why why am I not selling as much as you? Because they understand I'm doing it full-time they're doing it part-time and you could still make good money doing it part-time you just have to do it the right way and you have to have the right expectation like i don't know if you were doing it part-time say one item you were listing one book a day or just one item we don't even got to take it to media like if you're listing one item a day like what do you think your expectation should be like uh just just overall in
1: general a year later i'd make one sale a day every day if i listed 365 books for a full year and I continued that on to the year two. That would be my expectation that I would sell one book a day.
0: I think if you I do. sold I two
1: books a day. Whoa, I'd be elated. Wow, I sold two whole books. Yeah, but see, like that, that's
0: you just said one year, right? Nobody that's doing reselling or starting reselling wants to hear that it's going to take a year to sell a single item every day if you list an item every day. Like mm-hmm. that's just, that's just, I don't think people understand the that everything you sell isn't selling multiple times a day. Like 98% of items we sell, are we're lucky if it sells once every day, you know? So just think about that. It's just a numbers game. If you really look at the numbers and understand basically averages and sell-throughs and how things work, like you will see that this stuff isn't going to sell every single day, even if you have the best price. Sure, if you list it for a penny, buy it now, it'll sell, right? there's just bots out there that'll track that stuff but like if you're actually like pricing to the market best listing things don't sell every day and people don't understand that right because everything out there and somebody that as a youtuber um you see it all the time all the videos are yeah i went to the garage sale i i got this controller it's going to sell for 80 dollars but they don't say how long it's going to take to sell the controller right It's only the monetary that you get from it there's no Well, I found this controller is going to sell for eighty dollars, but it's going to take ninety days to sell, right? And that is the case with a lot of these items these people are picking up, right? They're picking up these old like glass, you know, cups, mugs, like mugs. Great business, yeah. Guess what? Those mugs are going to sit on your shelf for a month. You're lucky if it's going to sell after that, right? So, like, I see these things because I used to live the mug life. I used to try selling mugs, right? I got mug experience, so I'm not just shooting from the hip here, right? It's, it's one of those things yeah you see the comp you see right then and there you're going to make thirty dollars and that's you're going off what that person sold it for maybe that was an anomaly right maybe that person for some reason maybe they had 50 percent promoted listings and eBay just shoved it out there down somebody's throat so i do think the expectations are way just overall like what your what do you think do you think the expectations are kind of in line because you're in you're in the refinement group there's a lot more full-time eBay sellers do you think it's like Do you think that people have the right expectation or do you always think people are expecting a lot more than they're putting in?
1: No, I mean, that's been a big thing over in refinement lately. Hey, it's been two years. I'm listing 30. I'm not selling 30. Why? Question mark. And the general answer is desirable items. Are they desired? Listing used Kleenexes, I mean, I'm sorry, it's not desirable. Um, You got to find the right items. Like even me? I adjust for a lot of my sales. I run the, I'm 100% certain I, I run the highest promoted listings on a bookseller. Nobody does 15% promoted listings. They're, they they do the minimum or recommended guarantee. Um, I do that because I know all of my items are long tail items. I also charge a premium. And just recently, now I charge stamp money on top of that. So it's even more of a premium. And I'm still getting sales. I mean, I had a guy buy... 21 books yesterday from me, but my whole sales yesterday were just six. I had six whole sales yesterday, but I made a lot of money within those six sales doing it my right way. Cause I understand how eBay works. Cause I know the expectation. I'm like, okay, these are longer tail items. I need more people to see it. Thus I need promoted listings. I need to remind people that I'm a bookstore and send out my newsletters. And I also need to have coupons running. So I look like a good deal in town with my high prices. Oh, I buy two from this expensive guy? He's going to give me two more free. I mean, I do all of these things to get the results that are necessary. Now, on my end, I need to have a little bit more higher-end items, though those higher-end items will sit longer. But when they sell, they count. It's like that Rocky Creed thing. You had old Rocky versus young young guy and they trained him like every hit counts right when you do hit because you're going to miss a lot but when you hit you're going to put him on his ass essentially same concept here
0: I, all right i'm, I'm going to take this, this we're we're, we're going We're going to the deep end now do you think it's expectations from the platform or expectations from yourself that kind of motivates you to have a business right because i can sit here and say I'm motivated to have my own business. So I have expectations for myself, regardless of anything else. And it's it's even more apparent like with Deb's business, right? She has her own Shopify website. She has to drive her own traffic, her own SEO. And on Etsy, it's the same way. She got to have the best pictures and Etsy doesn't require none of this, right? You, can, you don't have to list every day on Etsy. You don't got to do none of this on Etsy. But she says, this is my business. I'm going to take pride in what I do. I'm going to be the best at what I do. So she creates an expectation for herself, regardless of whatever the platform wants. She's still going to hold herself to a a standard above what the platform wants. Do you think that kind of plays into it? That people almost are just like, well, eBay wants me to do this, so I'm going to do it. And if eBay didn't make them do it, then they never would do it.
1: I'm going to say this. One, I love Dub's mentality there. That's great. I share a little bit of that. Because I, I take a lot of pride in my eBay store, just like she does her Etsy and Shopify store. That being said, yes, there is the eBay standard, but that's just the start. You need the customer standard on top of that, They're like a totem pole. Yeah, eBay's there. That's the bottom. Well, that's the bottom rung, the customer rung, and then your, your rung, your personal standard. I think is so it's your personal standard, eBay, and customers, the very top of that little pyramid I just built here. And I have a personal standard. eBay makes me take it a step up and the customers take me another step up. And that's why my listings look better than most all other bookseller listings, honestly, because I have everything they want. The only thing I probably don't put in there that I could, because I get this occasionally, is stupid page numbers. Maybe I should, but that's an extra step in the listing process. (laughs) So, so, So somebody could outdo me if they just copied me. Input put page numbers in there. There you go. That's how you beat Johnny B. That you, That's how you beat me. You're going to put the page numbers on every listing. That's how you beat me.
0: <laughs> it, 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 it takes us back though, right? You understand what's expected. And you understand the market you're selling in. You understand when you list something, it's not going to sell immediately unless it's the hottest item on the market, whether that's Amazon or eBay. Everything is... You understanding your business, and by understanding, I mean not just watching videos, listening to podcasts like this. You actually understanding what type of business you are. How much are you willing to pay per item if you're buying a bowl? How much are you willing to sell things for on eBay? Right, have a cutoff. My cutoffs. So I'm not listing anything under nineteen ninety nine on eBay. Um, completely understand your business and have a realistic expectation. Just because you see me or Johnny selling all these items doesn't mean that. You can't do it, but just understand all the steps we've taken to get our business to where they are today. It is possible for anybody to achieve anything with reselling, but if you start off with the mentality and the wrong expectations that everything is going to fly off the shelf when you list it, you're not going to last more than six months. I'll sit here and say that. You're just not going to be around because what's going to happen? Your stuff doesn't sell. You start blaming eBay. eBay doesn't work eBay eBay, I'm closing up eBay and that's just the reality of it.
1: And to debunk a few things since I turned on the stamp, it's been about a week now since I have. So here are the results of that. Yes, I am selling less, but I'm keeping more in my pocket, which pretty much means I'm making the same amount of money. So I think over time I'll come out ahead again, this is a week analysis. I I like to look at at least a three month analysis but here here's my week result. It's a, I'm making about the same amount of money.
0: And you're doing less work. You don't have to pack and ship as many items. Exactly. And you'll probably get more sales in the long run, like you said, because you should have more lines out in the water to catch a fish.
1: Right. Cause, uh, cause eBay does give us pay bumps at active listings. So, and pay bumps, I mean traffic. And that's the other thing. I did notice my traffic take a dip, which, well, that I can equate that to sales too. So, more traffic, less traffic you get, less sales you're going to get. So more traffic you get, more sales you're going to get. That's just how it works.
0: It is true though, right? Because I've been doing the same thing this year at my Amazon. I've been selling a whole lot less and I've been making basically the same amount. So I'm prepping and packing a lot less inventory and it makes a huge, it might, you know, today it might not seem like a big deal to you, but I think that kind of takes you back to the expectation of you should have an expectation to get paid for your time um, as a reseller and paid for your time, is not listing $1 items, right? Anything you're gonna make $1 on is not worth your time. I don't care if it's something that's sitting here right in front of you right now that you could sell and make a dollar on. The time it takes you to list your list the item, do the correct title, item descriptions, pack the item, take it to the post office, deal with customer service if they have a question, a possible return. You are playing a losing game. I think there is like, if we could go through and, like, flag, like, junk on eBay that's just way out of line, and, like, the the listings are terrible, the, the, it's just a completely broken listing, like, we probably could wipe out, like, half of eBay's listings.
1: <laughs> like, you know what I would love? No, I wouldn't love it because I got friends who do this, so I feel sad for them. But outside of the friends, what if eBay came along and said no more stock photos, and we're taking down every listing that has a stock photo? Whoa.
0: Whoa. I mean, it's it's not even that, though. It's like it's overall like the listing is like the fire emoji listings, right? You know, like why can you even have special like they shouldn't even allow special characters to be put in there, right? If they want to talk about here's our standard and we don't want fire emojis, then why do they allow it? So, I mean, I don't know. I I, I do think expectations and it's the same on Amazon. People expect, especially because a lot of people come from eBay to Amazon, right? people expect you're going to send something into Amazon and it's going to sell overnight, like immediately. And like, no, it's going to take three weeks for them to check it in. If you're lucky, then they're probably going to transfer that item across the country. That's going to take another two weeks and then maybe it'll sell when it gets checked in. And hopefully by then the price hasn't tanked. And I do think like you got to understand here, you're, you're playing. If you, if you're doing this full-time or you want to be full-time, it takes large amounts of quality items now what quality means to you and means to somebody else could be different but i do think there is a point where you're wasting your time when you're when you're just sending it you know anything that's going you're going to make under five bucks on i do think you're wasting your time on amazon unless this is something that's not returnable right on amazon maybe it's a grocery item or something along those lines but it is there's far and few in between people that are successful at selling that low level junk and i'm just tired of seeing it because like I see it all the time because uh, all my YouTube feed is basically resellers, right? And it's like, uh, what what these items sold? And it's like, I sold this for a $1.99 plus $4 shipping. And I'm like, that ain't even worth me getting up and putting in the inventory system, even typing in the SKU to have it in the inventory system, then packing it and shipping it. Because I know people aren't taking into consideration how much they pay for packing supplies, right? It's like, they have no idea. And Deb will tell you right now how much she pays for every single poly mailer based on size, every single squeaker that goes in a toy, every single foot of fabric we cut, it is all costed out. And I think it's like the expectation of, oh, I'm a business owner, but are you really? You're not because you don't know really nothing about your actual business numbers. And I would, I mean, I'm going to go on record here and I'm going to blow up eBay sellers again. I'm going to say 75% of eBay sellers do not know the cost of their shipping supplies down to the piece.
1: I got it down to the penny, the exact penny.
0: I I think 75%, I I might be being a little too kind. It might be 90%. (laughs) say 95% then I'm going to get canceled right so I'm saying all basically all eBay sellers but it it could very well be that right I I
1: don't even think it's limited to just eBay I think it's all sellers across all platforms don't know their numbers
0: oh I I agree 100% I think you know it might not seem like a big deal but when you start selling more like say if you're part-time and you're really not worried about this and then you go full-time and all of a sudden you don't realize you're spending you know a dollar fifty per box or you know you you have all these expenses coming in and then you're like i'm not making no money and i'm doing this full-time well is there ways you can save money right like dev's always looking for a deal now for a fourth quarter because we know we're going to use the bags we know we're going to use the squeakers we know we're going to use the catnip so if we can find it on special now then hey let's stock up now and it brings down your cost and i i think you hit it on the head like people just don't understand how the business works it's not just all fun and games going out in thrift stores recording youtube videos look what i found this will sell for a million bucks i found this gold bar i can't believe what i found it's just like that's just like the very 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 tip of having a reselling business and people don't want to accept the fact that they think they might tell people they might think in their own mind they have a reselling business but if there was like you know a set of 10 requirements to be able to say you have a reselling business, uh, probably, you know, like you said, 5% of people would be able to actually get the, the reselling business hat to wear around. Everybody else would just be considered part-time hobbyist.
1: All right. So I, I here's an extreme example for you. Let's say you had one employee. Employee costs $15 an hour. They work seven hours a day, five days a week. That's $105 a day. That is $525 for the week. Let's say you had $1,000 in gross sales for the week. Woo, yay. That's gross. That's not net. So let's just take take away a big chunk of that from fees. And let's be nice here and only say 30%, right? So now you're down to $700. Well, you got to pay the employee. So 525 coming out of that 700. So how much are you left with, folks? How much $175 you made for the week? How many hours did you work that week?
0: How much did you pay for the stuff you sold?
1: Right, and I I didn't even get it. I didn't even touch shipping supplies which aren't really factored in that kind 30% number I threw in there. And I didn't even factor in tax man taking his cut at the end of the year. I didn't do any of that.
0: I mean, even if you are using Count Chocula boxes, cereal is expensive nowadays. So you'd probably be better off shopping from Uline than going to your grocery store and just keeping your cereal boxes, honestly. Um, I do, I, I do think it brings us back though to the overall topic is just like, have a realistic expectation for what your business should be. Sure. It's okay to whine, right? I, I whine to Johnny, you know, Hey, I'll text Johnny, and be like, yo, my sales suck. I'm done with Amazon. I'm done with eBay. And he's like, shut up, get back to work. And honestly, I think that negates everything. If you put in the time, you put in the work, you put in the effort in the right way. You, you will get results. Sure, there's always going to be downtimes, times. Um, and we were kind of talking about it, me and Deb earlier, Like, I don't think there's a summer slowdown on Amazon. eBay, I do think it exists, but if you're selling desirable items on Amazon, it is around the year. So I don't want to hear, well, oh, summer slowdown on Amazon. I've been sending in more and I've been selling more. So guess what? I, I debunk that immediately with media when it comes to uh, summer slowdown on Amazon. But I do think people just have to have to get real with themselves. And get real with their business if you want it to be a business then treat it like a business if you want to be like me and list you know every other month on ebay then have the expectation that every other month on ebay you're going to get sales you're not going to get sales and you have to accept that right i don't it'd be stupid of me right if i complain like if i if i complain to you hey i haven't got sales on ebay what's going on and you're like oh you haven't listed in five weeks i'm like well no did you see that ebay did an update on the back end of their 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 international shipping and even though i'm not enrolled in international shipping that's why i haven't got it's like
1: it's, no mike it's because you didn't list <laughs> <laughs> it it's
0: it's so much easier though to make an excuse for yourself instead of just getting out there and you know and just getting it done like that's honestly all i can say if you're even going on over, amazon
1: Did you get any sales on amazon whatever send in another box so you can get some more sales
0: yeah i, I think people are so quick to like almost look for an excuse or an out instead of just being like okay I got to get out. I got to I gotta do more sourcing. I got to find a different source. I got to repost my Craigslist ad. I got to repost my Facebook ad. I got to get on, you know, real estate sites, storage auction sites. There's so many things we can do that people choose not to. So it's like
1: trip out to California,
0: <laughs> like my, like my 10 list to classify yourself as a reselling business. I need like a 10 bullet point list. Before you can complain about something, you have to meet these 10 requirements and then you can complain about something.
1: Right. I mean, I complain too, guys. I mean, my life's not, not perfect every day. I do the same thing mostly every day, but I have days where I don't need to be complaining, but I will. Uh, I mean, yeah, stress gets to you all the time. Sure. Um, And that being said, I live a pretty stress-free life, honestly, because it's the same thing every day. But give
0: me, your, give me your final thoughts on, on expectations
1: here. Uh, expectations for both Amazon and eBay. I think you have to know the tools you're working with. Like, if you're in Amazon land, I know we didn't discuss this in length, but know your reprice it tool and how it works intimately. Know your scanning app, know how it works intimately. If you know how to read every number in that column, you've done a good job. Um, and my final final thoughts on eBay is remember do what the platform wants and then go a step further and do what the customer wants. My take on it. I'm done.
0: And and he he literally makes a sale as he finishes his monologue here at the end. It's like, it's so scripted, dude. I'm (laughs) tired of the script. All right. I'm really tired of it. But yeah, I think you summed it up, right? It's you gotta, you gotta just get out of the mindset that everything is working against you and you gotta, you gotta basically create opportunities for yourself we talk about luck all the time, right? Is it is it really lucky that you go into a thrift store and find an item? No, it's not because you took the initiative to get off your butt and actually go to the thrift store to find this item. It might be lucky that it was still sitting there on the shelf, but guess what? It's really not luck because if you never would have went, it never would have happened to begin with. So the luck luck really doesn't play a factor in your reselling business. It's consistency and just having you know putting in the time, putting in the work. And you'll, you'll get results. I can promise you that. If I, if I, anybody that is really kind of, you know, we always say you can't carbon copy somebody, but anybody that's in my Discord that's taken selling media seriously and kind of did what I did along the way, I'm comfortable in saying that today, if they're still doing it, they have grown their business 10 times from where they started and that they're getting the results or working towards the results that they ultimately want to get. So it's not 100% copy and paste. But I do think there is almost like a recipe for success in reselling, no matter what category you're in. If you take the steps, like you said, if you take the steps eBay wants you to do, Amazon wants you to do, then you're going to get results as long as you're, you're, you're doing it correctly. So just just think the next time I I want people to just think next time you have a slow sales month, a slow sales week, instead of just running and yelling that the economy's We're in the the worst recession in the history of the solar system and the Milky Way galaxies. I want you to take a step back and think to yourself, well, what can I do a little bit differently this next month that's going to give me better results? So we appreciate y'all listening. We'll talk to you in next week's episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Resellers Mindset Podcast. Today's full episode and all previous episodes are available to all YouTube members along with the weekly Zoom call and private Discord. Head on over to youtube.com backslash the used book guy and consider joining for as little as $2.99 a month.